Ravens at no start again. There we go. <laughs> That's all right. I've got this. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Right. Uh, it's all coming back. Last of the second game. Unbelievable. <laughs> Do you remember, uh, Dougie, when it used to take you a day to edit this podcast? Yeah. And it's all it's all coming back. <laughs> <laughs> and we are back like shell suits and Timberland boots. Hello and welcome. This is the Long Snapper Podcast. I am your host, Craig. I'm joined by Adam, Mark, and Dougie. Full house two weeks in a row. Not bad going. Evening, gents. Evening. Is, is this super prepped opening line going to stay for the season? Because I'm excited his, if it is. It's his this thing, is yeah. Well, it's, thing. It's, it's, it's pretty clean at the minute, isn't it? I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> let's see, let's see how we go on. Timberland boots. There Boom! Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, other than the fact that my silky, dulcet tones have impressed you, uh, early doors is everybody excited for football season I'm I am yeah I can't wait it's like one actual day I've uh, I decided I've all my annual leave sort of spent on um, my wedding so I haven't really had a break but I've decided to take Friday off so I can uh, get up late nice. take the boys to school and watch the game I think I deserve it I think so nice like that so, before we talk um, football and games, something that has uh, been filling the football calendar, but we haven't really mentioned, and that is um, the hard knock season. Now, we've talked about hard knocks. We talked about it last year. Um, we, I know we've all watched it in the past. Um, <clears throat> and we haven't mentioned it this year, and, and I have been watching it. Has anyone watched it? I haven't watched a frame of it. I never do. Yeah, haven't, okay. I haven't seen it. I've, I have been watching it, but because I haven't got Game Pass yet, um, I, haven't, I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> okay. Um, Craig, Craig, I can help you out. Given Dougie's contributions there, I can tell you how much I've seen of Hard Knocks. I was about to say zero, and then I remembered I saw about a minute and a half, and they were sitting around watching, watching uh, I don't know, NFL Network or something, and they were comparing Cam Newton to Jameis Winston. Yeah. And whoever was on the and they weren't happy about the treatment that Winston was getting, and, <laughs> and so, that was pretty much it. So take take us away with a, a bit yeah. more analysis. So, cr- so Craig, over to you. So, so what I will say is this: last year when we watched it, um, and someone remind me who who was last year's the Rams um, with yeah. Jeff Fisher, and before yeah. that we had the uh, Falcons with um, yeah. Smith, and what we were saying, we were ha- we were pretty much hammering them because they ruined themselves on telly and also making the point that why would another team want to do this? Because you're coming out, you're getting loads of pressure at the beginning of the season. Any mistake you make during camp, everybody sees and you can really damage your, not only your ability to coach your players, but the public's perception of you. I'm watching this one and it completely shows you the reason teams do do it. There's been a lot of buzz about Tampa. You probably would have heard it. They are this year's darlings. And I'm telling you, Hard Knocks has a, a good part of that. They are, Jameis Winston is coming off really, really well. Um, the team, there's an energy about the team. There's a healthy challenge. There's, you know, the, the things that I suppose the show would have set out to do in the first instance. But if there's not that harmony and not good leadership and a few questionable characters, 
it, it can really damage how you look. Whereas this team seem like they're on the same page. The, the whole organisation is fully behind Jamie Winston. Uh, every player, and maybe that's part of the promo, maybe that's part of the prep, you need to go on there and you need to back it, but it doesn't seem forced. Uh, you know, Deshaun Jackson saying openly, I've come here because I want to play with this quarterback. Um, and it, I, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm interested to see, having, having not watched it, what your view of Tampa is right now, because having seen the general NFL media, as well as watching it, I can really feel an excitement about this team. Yeah. Yeah, I'd go along with that. I, th- I think Tampa are a pretty likeable organisation. I I'll speak for myself, obviously, but I don't think I'm going to get too much opposition there. Um, I've yeah, probably, yeah, as, as I say, not seen enough to, to have anything changed by it. The only series that I really got into was when the Bengals did it a few years ago. And I, actually, they came across pretty well even back then. Um, yeah, yeah the, maybe the Rams messed it up a little bit. I don't know, but uh, I've I think I'm pretty high on the Bucks, and I don't don't think this is going to change that. The only thing I don't really like about the Bucks is obviously they're evil owners. They've got the same owners as Man United, who I follow, so um, hate them because of that. Um, but I think they're they're quite a fashionable team going into the season because of some of the moves that they've made in the off season. I I actually don't think they'll be as good as a lot of people think that they will be. Um, but I think that's kind of how it goes, doesn't it, with Hard Knocks? You you, you do take, get a bit invested in the team and you follow the people that are doing all right. You look for them in the season, you look for their results to see how they're getting on um, because you, you learn a little bit more about them as a person rather than just as, as, as a player that you see playing. Um, so I do think it gives you a bit of interest. It generates a bit of buzz and it probably makes the team a little bit more money because they might gather a couple of fans. Um but I think you, there is the, the 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 option to come off looking like a bit of a mug based on how the head coach acts. I think a lot of the time how he comes across reflects how that series goes. And like you rightly said, Mike Smith was awful um, in the Falcons one. I thought Jeff Fisher with his own, you know, we don't want any more of this seven and nine bullshit. Killed himself. Um, yeah, killed himself with stupid yeah. things like that. <laughs> I, have, I haven't seen this series, um, but I don't know how the head coach has come across. But the guy for the Bengals, I thought, did was, was really good. Marv Lewis, I thought, came across really well when it was um, when they were on there. So I think how he acts and treats the series plays a big part into how successfully it comes over. I suppose one of the things that just the stark contrast is how bad the last two teams have looked on it. I think Martin Smith did a really came across badly in that series, and, and the seat and, and and the team looked. You know, looked like they reflected that disharmony. The, the Rams even more so, uh, and being able to see it, and, and I, you know, I, I understand what you're saying. You know, it, you might not think it has a massive impact, but you have got to think it's on prime time telly internationally. A team like the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, if you're not a football fan, the Bucks are not a sexy side. The Bucks, formerly known as the Yucks, I mean, this they got a dodgy fucking logo. It all looks Mickey Mouse. Like, if you don't know the Bucks... Well, their the uniform is terrible. I exactly. Can't, I, that's, you know what I mean? That's a, that's a... You've got a real... Like we said, you know... It's, gimm- players... it's gimmicky, isn't it? They're a very gimmicky team with the with the big pirate ship in the stadium and stuff. And we've just... said, when, when you're not at a big market club, it impacts how you're viewed and the impact you can have both in the on, in, on the field and off. This, they came across so put together, good leaders. Mike Evans is coming across great. Um, so it's seeing that there's this healthy 
atmosphere where they're not always, you know, it's not all kissing arse and that, but it's let's fucking play some ball uh, from the top down. General manager talking about, listen, this kid is fucking good, man. But when he's on the field, he's chewing him out. There's just a real good feel to this. And I, I, for one, it is absolutely... I never watched the Buccaneers. I never watched them. Unless they played the Jets, I, I caught them on red zone. I will be looking out for them yeah. this and that's year. What, and that's what it does. It gives you that that interest in the team that you wouldn't necessarily otherwise have. Well, we're going to have to wait till week two to see him now, but uh, we'll come on to that, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I, I, anyway I so Adam's obviously got a quiz. Before we carry on talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, and NFL week one, Adam's got some questions and that we're going to try and answer. It's just a quick one. Uh, tomorrow night or tonight, if you're downloading on Thursday, um, it might be a game that's already happened if you're downloading after that. Um, Obviously, the Chiefs go to New England for their opening game. This quiz is just about recent, previous opening games. So the Thursday night game uh, that's kicked off the season. Uh, just two or three questions for each of you. Um, and you're going to each choose a year. Anybody like to go first? I'll go first. Oh, good, good man. Bold, good bold man. choice. Uh, well, you're going you're gonna to get to choose which year you want. So you can have 2012, 2013 or 2014. And this is going to be about the opening game. It's going to be about the opening game of that season. I know I've watched the opening game at least since then. So let's go 2014. 2014. Okay. You need to bear in mind that the opening game has historically, or at least in this period, always featured the Super Bowl winners from the previous year. Uh, Your first question, and you can get up to two points here. Um, So 2014... Opening game, Craig. Um, your first question is which two teams played in it? Should have gone 2012. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it was the Drew Brees. It was a Drew Brees game. You want to be careful what you think yeah, aloud here. Yeah. Think. Oh, shit. Yeah, I shouldn't have done that. Um, <laughs> all right. So, 2014 opening game, which two, which two teams played? So, the year would be the 2014-2015 season. So, it would be the 2013-2014 winner. It would. Which is how many years, how many Super Bowls ago? I'm going to leave the maths with you. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, New York. Pats. No points at all. Any, any, uh, this, these will go on offer. Anyone want to buzz in? Yeah, I'll have a go. Dougie, you can go for one of the teams. I'll let Mark have the other. Uh, Seattle. Seattle is correct for a point. Mark, if you can remember their opposition, um, you could steal a point as well. Yeah, I, th- I think I know this because this was the year that I was going to pick. Cause it was a great game. I think it's the Packers. Uh, it, was in, it was indeed. Craig, uh, that's not gone too well for you initially. Right, next question. See if you recover something here. Uh, which Seahawks receiver and punt returner recovered his own fumble early in the second quarter of that game? I know this as well. Lock it. Bad luck. It was, uh, well, it's going to go on offer again. If anyone wants to buzz in. I've got a feeling it was a defensive player. Interesting. When receiver was in the question, but go on. <laughs> Why did you say that? Because uh, I didn't hear the receiver bit. <laughs> I won't answer them. Okay, Mark, do you want to have a go? 
Uh, no, I don't know. Okay, it was it was Percy Harvin. Ah, oh. remember him. Oh, um, yeah. And Craig, you're going to have you can name three. You have three goes at this. You can name a maximum of three touchdown scorers from that day. So you can score up to three points with this. Marshawn Lynch. Yes. Jimmy Graham. Uh, no. No. I think he might have still been a saint at that point, actually. Baldwin. Baldwin, bad, bad luck. Um, so just Marshall Lynch there. Either either one of you want to... Is it Seahawks with... only or Packers as well? Either team. Either team. Okay. Eddie Lacy. Oh. Eddie Lacy, no. Bad luck. Uh, Mark, do you want to have a go? Um... No, if I'm honest, Adam, I can't even really remember the question, so I'll just move on. <laughs> okay, you could have had John Kuhn, Randall Cobb, Ricardo Lockett, or Derek Coleman. If anyone remembers him? No. Um, Dougie, do you want to go next? <laughs> yep. No. You've, you've all, after that, you've got a point each, basically. Wee. Um, Dougie, 2013 or 2012? <laughs> which one would you like? Oh, we'll go 2012. 2012, okay. Um, so you're... Your first question is, can you name up. the two teams who, who played in that game? Pittsburgh? Incorrect. Again. I'll, I'll, I'll have a go. I'll no, no, you well, let him have a, let him name the second one if he... I mean, I'm guessing, uh, let's go with, uh, so if it wasn't Pittsburgh, so Pittsburgh didn't win. Pittsburgh must have won in 2000. Um, and so, let's go with Baltimore. No, um, no incorrect again. Anyone else want to, want to uh, have a go? That one had to have, be the Saints, didn't it? Me. That had to no, be a, the Saints. No, no. 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 Um, one of the t- one of them's got to be the Giants, surely. Uh, yeah, it was Giants, and they were at home to Dallas. Um, yeah. So, so I've basically okay. answered. I've, I've basically got the Super Bowl winners either side of that Super Bowl, haven't I? Really? I don't think you've even done that. Uh, um, but uh, I've we'll gone see. too early. I've gone too early, haven't I? <laughs> yeah, you have. Uh, certainly with the Steelers. Um, uh, your next question: Why was the game played on a Wednesday instead of the usual Thursday? Wednesday. 2012. Well, who were the teams again? Sorry, Dallas and New York Giants. Was it something to do with a baseball match being on the same night, the World Series? Uh, no, it wasn't. Uh, it was due to the Democratic National Convention acceptance speech, which was on a Thursday night. Uh, it was obviously going to steal same thing. your view today. And I've spectacularly failed to offer that to either of, either of you. <laughs> to be honest, oh, Adam, that, I, I wouldn't have got it. I, I wouldn't have got it. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, you said I would have got it. Do I get the point? No. Um, okay, three goes at naming touchdown scorers from that game from either team, Dougie. Dallas and New York. Yeah. Victor Cruz? Uh, no. No? Um, Play. Alright then. Um, There's Brian. Uh, No, bad luck. For fuck's sake, what was it? No one? Was it a 9-3 or something? 
No, no, no. Um, 24-17 to Dallas it was. I mean... Who's the guy that fell over at the goal line? Tony uh, Romo. Uh, we'll go Tony Romo as well. Uh, no, no. Um, I've, uh, killed it. I've killed it in that quiz, haven't I? <laughs> the, guy, the guy you're thinking of did score. Um, any, any, either of either of you two want to uh, want to have a go? Is that the year that weren't Ogletree's year, was it? Well done, Craig. It was. Nice. He got two, didn't he? Two touchdowns that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. everyone drafted him and he didn't catch another. Everyone picked yeah, him up on waivers exactly. and he never scored, scored another point. Yeah. This was the Ogletree game. Uh, Mark and was he, that, oh, I would go with someone like this for the Giants. Let's go for someone like Plexico Burris. Uh, no, uh, I think Dougie was thinking of Ahmad Bradshaw. That's the fella. He, he did score. Uh, as did Martellus Bennett. Any uh, defensive scores? No, no. Um, also scored for Dallas, Miles Austin. Uh, but yeah, Kel- Kevin Kelvin, Kevin Ogletree got a couple of touchdowns. Uh, Mark, you are left with, in fact, the scores haven't really been added to that much. Dougie's on one, Mark on two, Craig on two. Mark, 2013, you're left with. Um, yeah. And so tell me, tell me who played in that game. Come on. That was the. Um, so oh, well. after that Super Bowl, I think it must be the Broncos. Yes. Um, but I can't remember for the life of me who they played. Uh, the funny thing about about okay, anyone, either of you, Hawks. Wants to, uh, Dougie, Patriots. No, neither of them. Uh, I love the fact you said the Broncos, but. Broncos weren't the previous Super Bowl winning team. It was Baltimore. Well, they're not. Uh, they weren't. No. <laughs> All right. So when, the, you uh... said, when you said that I didn't get the one either side, I actually did get the one either side, didn't I? Because I said Baltimore. Oh, you were you? Someone else was talking about the Saints. So yeah, 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 you did. Um, that doesn't help. <laughs> yeah, I was talking about the Saints. Saints were 2009. I'm, I'm they? completely locked into that. Yeah, basically. yeah, you, yeah you like did, that. You did. Uh, your next question, Mark, is wait, who was the other team? I thought the Broncos uh, were at home. Baltimore at Denver. Oh, well, your well, next question yeah. is, why was the game played in Denver rather than Baltimore, who had just won the previous Super Bowl? <laughs> uh, that's, that's, for, that's what Dougie said, isn't it? It's the Major League Baseball thing. <laughs> that, was, that was a clash, uh, a road clash with, with the, the Orioles. The Orioles. Yeah, you, you've lucked out again. Uh, I, can't, I can't say more than that. The Orioles were playing at home and they share a car park or something. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Cheers, Doug. <laughs> want, to, want to have a go at any touchdown scorers in that game, Mark? Um, well, I seem to remember the Broncos scoring loads. Um, so, it, in fact, wasn't it the game that What's-His-Face um, scored a million touchdowns through a million touchdown passes in that game? Um, so I'm going to go with um, Demaris Thomas. Yes. Um... And you might want to get that music ready, Doggy. Go on, Mark. What was the what was the name of the tight end? The tight end they had, um, Thomas. Yeah. Julius. Yeah. yeah. And three out of three. Can you do three out of three? Uh, who else? And this on a high. Who else was wide receiver for them? Um, uh, um, Decker. No. no. Oh, Sanders. Sanders didn't score that he night. Wasn't he was um, there, was he? Not sure he was. He was no, there. He was, he was following him, maybe. Ray Rice has got a score. What's that, 2012? Ray Rice did score. 
So I didn't finish uh, well, last. Well, no, you finished joint last. Um, <laughs> so you had Ray Rice, Marlon Brown, Bonsa Leach, Wes Welker got a couple. Yeah, Demarius and Julius Thomas got two each. And Andre Caldwell. Yeah, Peyton Manning scored seven, seven touchdown passes. Never one to run up the score or pad his stats, old Peyton, was he? <laughs> why you're such a hater for Peyton, man? Allow it. A meek on foreheaded <laughs> prick. That's why. Ah, uh, mate, he, he can play football. I like Peyton. It's all about Peyton, uh, though, weren't it? That's why you like him. Don't understand that. Okay. <laughs> Back to the task at hand. Oh, uh, it's all good. Tampa. General expectations for Tampa. Talent rich Tampa. Um, Hi. Cheers, by the way, Adam. That was a good quiz. Good quiz, mate. Yeah, it was. That was good. Yeah, I think that's another victory for Fart Boys. I reckon I it must was. be leading we'll, that. We'll give him, let him have a celebration, yeah, Craig? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, um, I had to gloss over it because you were talking, but yeah, music. You shit the bed or something. You need to get out of it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, Talent Rich Tampa. Hype or not? I don't think you can tell until the season starts. Like they've got names. The but na to any question that no, we but, asked tonight. But, but, name, <laughs> but name value is, is exactly that until it's proved otherwise, isn't it? There's plenty of players who are dining out on their name and there are plenty of players on that Bucks offense that have got, got names. So who who but who's got names? They're all young, they're all they've not really been okay, Deshaun Mike Jackson. Evans, Deshaun Jackson. Um Mike Evans is what, three years in the league? Two years in the league? Okay, James no one. Fine. No, he's not a no <laughs> one, but he's obviously He's, he's not, only been talked about not, for two of the three years he's been in the league as being one of the best receivers in the league. So, but never the elite receiver. He's not. He's never been. Oh, Odo Beckham Jr. is accepted. Julia, uh Julio Jones is accepted as the best receivers. Mike Evans until maybe the back end of last year and this year was never discussed in those terms. Um, I think okay. he should be now. I disagree with yeah, that. Been before. I think he yeah. should be now. Yeah. yeah, I think he should be now. And and to me, Winston throwing plenty of passes his way, they're, they're going to have a lot of success, surely. And they've also got that's going to be exciting. They've also got Doug Martin after his after his um, after his ban. He comes back and he's got a point to prove. So you know they've got players there that can do a job. It's, so it's whether or not that it's whether or not their their offense and their coordinator and their and and. Um, and what they're trying to do actually measures up uh, whether or not it will you can only find out once the season starts they're in a they're in a group where they're going to have to score a lot or in a division where they're going to have to score a lot of points so it's important that that offence does click because if it doesn't they're going to be chasing games that, that could be one of the best divisions in terms of excitement couldn't it the NFC South you've got actually four teams who are in their own way good to watch and will score a lot of points. So, I mean, all their, their, all their matchups, I think every single combination that you're going to get is, is worth a look. They are thin. I, I, they are thin at receiver. Sorry, Mark. They are thin at receiver. If one of those starts goes down, they, they, they could be in a bit of trouble. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I've still got questions over the, over Tampa Bay. Um, a lot of people talk about Deshaun Jackson going there. Like it's the, the second coming. Um, the guy's been inconsistent at best wherever he's been. Um, he's a decent deep threat, but 
he's not gonna he, he's not gonna do it on a consistent basis. I might I think Mike Evans is a real talent, and I think James Winston's a real talent. Um without um Doug Martin there, <clears throat> I think they're thin at running back. OJ Howard, we've yet to see how how he does. Um, although he looked like a really good prospect coming out of the draft. Who knows? Um They've got a couple of really solid players on D and people like Gerald McCoy, um, Gerald McCoy and Levante David. I think they're thin in the secondary. Um, I think there's still quite a lot of questions there now. And, the, and they can't kick for Toffee after Aguero's gone. <laughs> Nick, Nick Falk is, is missing kicks in pre-season. Um, I still think there's quite a few questions about the Buccaneers that have yet to be answered. Howard's an interesting one. I think, am I right in saying Cameron breaks ahead of him on he the is. depth chart? Yeah. They, 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 so, play so two, they play a lot yeah. of two tight yeah. So I think they'll both line up. So they've got maybe more receiving options than than we think, if if you consider those two. I think the Sean Jackson actually, like, like I do agree that he's been inconsistent, and and I think the thing that he struggled with is being that main focus on offense. Whereas this in this offense, he isn't. Mike Evans is the go-to guy, and that frees up the Sean Jackson to do what he does, which is take the top off the defense. And uh, be that deep threat, which means that Evans could see his workload rise because he's the possession guy now. He's the number one guy. So I think it's actually a better fit than Jackson's had in any of his previous stops. I think the real key for this team is that, and as I mentioned in Hard Knocks, they're all behind Jameis. And that means he's got a bit of rope to play free make a mistake or two as long as he comes back and wins the game. And if that's the attitude they take and they can get someone like Deshaun Jackson right, you know, no off-the-field bullshit, no egos, everybody pulling the same way. Uh, you know, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to... I really like the Bucks, and I think that's a tough, tough division um, this year. But I like the Bucks, and I, I, I definitely see them going deep in the playoffs. Um, so considering... Um, Tampa's week one postponed opponents um, and that game. So due to the hurricane, decided that not the best idea to have this this game this weekend, obviously. Um, but what it means is a rescheduled match for week 11. In the course of a season, there's a bye week. And what this means is there is no bye week for these teams. They won't play in week one but they play the rest of the year. Um, what impact is that going to have on these two teams? I, I think I think this is um, a massive fuck-up by the NFL. I can't understand how they cannot find another stadium that meets the requirements to host this game that's like within the vicinity but safe. They managed it when, the, when Buffalo's stadium was snowed in. They managed to find a stadium where they could host the game. To expect two teams to play 16 weeks straight football, potentially 19 weeks if they get into the playoffs via the wildcard race, I think it's a massive, massive disadvantage for both of those sides. And um, I can't understand how they haven't managed with the notice that they've had to find another stadium to put this game on week one. I think it's a bullseye. What I think has happened here is this, the NFL have presumably consulted heavily with the two teams about this. Bullshit. Um, what have they done? They'll well, have done what the NFL they, did they, they, they must, they must have done that. And don't believe it. However, what I suspect is look at Miami. Miami are playing 
a game at Wembley in week four, one of their home games. This is another home game. So you move this game away from Miami, they're left with six. Um, so I, I suspect that there's a there's pressure from somewhere coming from there that six home games in a season is not enough and they're not happy with that. Um, to me, actually, the solution, I, mean, I, I, I don't know enough detail whether um, to say, but I don't know why Monday night, Tuesday night, or a different time, maybe even Friday or Saturday, if they'd, if they'd yeah. made a decision fast enough, that to me was a better option. Keep it in Miami, play it at a time before, probably before the hurricane, actually. You don't know what damage it's going to do. Um, but fa- yeah, fa- failing that, I mean, I, I, I don't like the decision either. Um, it seems particularly harsh on Tampa, who it's probably more down to, more, more down to Miami than them. Um, but to play the next 16 weeks straight seems harsh. Okay, there's a Thursday, they'll have a Thursday night game at some point. Miami have got to travel to London as well. Um, that's going to be a, a punishing schedule for them, whatever happens. Yeah, I think it really hurts their playoff chances. Well, I don't, I don't think Miami had many much in the way of playoff chances anyway. They, they were in it last year. They, yeah. Okay. <laughs> is that is that your response? Then? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I don't think they, I don't think they'll uh, be in the playoffs this year. But they got there last year, so who knows? You can't see, you can't see, can't see Cutler taking them to the same or bettering their result last year. They're in a division with the player uh, with the Patriots, so they're relying on other teams not winning as many as they do to get a wild card spot. That's the yeah, problem. They'll 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 finish second in that division. I'm pretty confident about but that won't be enough when you look around the league though when you look yeah. around the AFC there's probably teams that have got a better chance I honestly think two two wildcard teams will come out of the AFC West because I like the Broncos and the well I like all four teams in the AFC West so um, and then you're looking at the Ravens as well who might have a chance who knows what Kaiser's going to do at the Browns you know there's there's um, it's, it's a tough have, ask I, it's a tough there's ask there's no uh, no expectations. No, I'm, not, I'm not jumping on your Browns bandwagon. Don't yeah, you? don't worry about this. No way. <laughs> He's been pushing them for a the whole year, you. mate. Yeah, try to sneak it in there in general conversations. Yeah. Get the Browns out of there, son. So I'll tell you who has jumped on the Browns bandwagon, and that's Sky. Sky was due to show the Bucks Dolphins game. They've now decided to show Steelers against against the Cleveland Browns. Wow. Uh, the Raiders Titans game would have been terrible viewing, wouldn't it? I mean. <laughs> Well, like I say, who knows what Kaiser's going to do? Any other uh, shit like everyone else? Yeah, personally, I was most looking forward to the um, Miami Bucks game, but since that's not, you'll happen- still, you'll just have to wait ten weeks. Wait ten weeks, and when everybody's broken. Um, but any other games people are particularly looking forward to? Well, the Sea the Seahawks and the Packers on week one. That, that's a game that needs to be in that flex spot come week 13, 14, because it's definitely going to have playoff implications. So yeah, interesting. it just yeah. seems a bit of a waste. It's like having Man United v Chelsea on the first day of the season, isn't it? You know, it's... Yeah, they like to put a bit of a teaser in there. That's a, yeah, that's it. It's not even a, one of the primetime games, is it? I think it's the 9.30 slot on, on Sunday. Um, yeah, it's just one, yeah, of the, it's a, one of the three late Sunday games. I mean, rumours that Thomas Rawls is questionable for that game, so they might be going with Fat Ed as uh, their running back um, against the, against against Green his Bay. old yeah, team. Yeah. You know, that's an yeah. intriguing 
intriguing look. You've got Martellus Bennett there as well, first game over at the Packers. How that how that combination is going to work out and all those all those um, Green Bay weapons that they've got. You know, could be interesting. Rookie running back in Green Bay as well. Is it starting potentially? And you see Zeke for one week, and then he rides the pine. Yeah, Giants Cowboys is normally a really interesting game. Um, always a fun game. Yeah, it's always it's always good to watch. Um, they hardly that... ever play each other. They never <laughs> seem to be on telly, do they? No, they were on telly. I swear they've to... been on at least the last three years, at least. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, one thing's for certain is we will have football tomorrow. Um, let's quickly round up uh, some of the other talking points in the NFL uh, prior to week one. Uh, Scott Tolzien, name starter. <laughs> I'd be <see> that, innit? <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> How lucky are the Rams, man? <laughs> Do you know, as a Titans fan, I'm looking at the <laughs> the other three teams in my division on week one and their starting quarterbacks are Tom Savage, Blake Bortles and Scott Tolzien. It's banter. It's uh, banter. I've got, I've banter. got to be happy with that. <laughs> uh, Le'Veon Bell finally signs his franchise tag always going to happen when it uh, yeah. all we expected of course it was guy doesn't need to play football mate he turns up <laughs> he turns up he dominates 200 yeah. yards week one they're going to have no problems are they the Steelers nope uh, Mike Glennon named starter as Big Ben stays, stays upright um, he Which may he, he'll be hurt, but it's whether he'll still play. I've got a theory about Le'Veon Bell anyway. I think he's going to be injury-prone for his entire career. I know he's missed a lot of games and he's had suspensions, but the way he runs, I think he's opening himself up to a lot of uh, a lot of gang tackling, if you if you get my drift on that one. Which, you know, the way, the way he holds behind <laughs> the blockers and spends quite a lot of time on the Waiting offensive line. As, yeah. You know, he could get hit from behind yeah. quite a lot he could get hit from multiple directions quite a lot and I think that may lead to injuries I think I almost think the opposite with that you look yeah, at the I way he, he bides his time he he seems to see players coming before yeah. others do um, I almost think he can that actually helps him almost brace himself for a tackle and even though he, even though he's not um, stopping he, 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 sorry his feet are continually moving even if he's not going fast he's always in motion so if he does get tackled he kind of rolls with a tackle I, I like Le'Veon Bell and I I'm not saying be... I don't like him no no obviously I don't, I don't I don't think there's not I don't think that increases his injury risk I think that he's I think that if anything it, he's protecting himself and he, as long as his vision and his awareness remains as it is I don't think he's going to get hurt Big Ben's the question Mike Glennon named starter for like what two weeks yeah. that for the first half, maybe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and TJ Ward cut by the Broncos. Bit of a surprise. Money, business stuff. Yeah, it doesn't sound like they've handled that as well as they might have done. Well, he complained, um, a few, didn't few, he? few, few players in the locker room supposedly a bit upset. Um, the Bucks have picked him up, haven't they? So, they have. As if we haven't move. had enough Bucks chat already. I don't think um, anyone can be too upset in that Broncos locker room based on the fact that Elway seems to know what he's doing when it comes to personnel decisions. So, you know, and they just got, your next uh, in Broncos players, otherwise it will be you on the line. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. 
if only, if only they had a quarterback, they'd be halfway decent. <laughs> yeah. Well, they just got back Brock, didn't they? <laughs> oh, well, the saviour's returned. For 700,000. I saw... <laughs> that was 17 million. <laughs> I saw some theory that Elway had sent him away with like an undercover mission just to be deliberately terrible everywhere, reduce his stock so he could then get him back. And he's, he's actually Brock. the best thing since Elway himself to happen to. <laughs> so he's, done, he's done the classic Belichick route. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really, even, even cleverer. Um, I suspect that isn't the case, but it would be funny if it was. And that about wraps up all the notable stories in the NFL this week. We are looking forward to it. Can't wait. And in celebration of football, we'll be bringing back the one-sentence previews, which are sometimes kind of like a sentence, sometimes not. Everyone Some got their sentence previews. So, so, yeah. <laughs> a number of sentences. <laughs> previews. <laughs> oh, I miss these. I miss <laughs> so, without further ado, week one of the 2017 NFL season. What music are we going to have? Who, who's... Uh, Dougie had a little bed before, didn't you? Yeah, no, we used to the, pick uh, a song. We used to pick a song each time. Oh, we pick a ch- Yeah. Well, good. Well, we well had remembered. like Sonic the Hedgehog and stuff. Yeah. In the back right. and Who shout this pretty... week? Go on. Hurry up. Someone pick something. Did we? Awesome. Did we... <laughs> awesome. <laughs> no, still nothing. Anyone? Okay, I'll go with X Men. Good. Right, we got it. And Jets at Bills. Whoever wins this one could be their only dub of the season. Can you spell tank? Raiders at Titans. They're calling this the quarterbacks who broke their leg last Christmas bowl. Okay, maybe they're not. Bucks at Dobbins. Fascinating early matchup in Florida. Wait, see you in week 11. Chiefs at Patriots. Fingers crossed for a repeat of the 2014 Monday Night Football when the Patriots got a bumming. Ravens at Bengals. Neither team excites me and neither does the result. Both finish 7-9. and nine. Panthers at 49ers. Cam Newton's return to Levi's Stadium after the Super Bowl should go much better for him. Falcons at Bears. How long will the losing Super Bowl hangover last? Chicago is a pretty decent place to start getting over it. Eagles at Redskins. Kirk Cousins is playing for $150 million this year, so Eagles to win. Colts at Rams. Tolzien gets a start. Don't be surprised if you see Jacoby win this one for his new team. Cardinals at Lions. Time to find out if Matt Stafford deserves his money and also whether Carson Palmer has anything left in the tank. Giants at Cowboys. With Zeke bizarrely available, expect the boys to be too strong for New York. Seahawks at Packers. Such a big game so early in the season. Who knows how this goes to a little tell. Saints at Vikings. AP returns to his old side and gets beat up by a tough Vikes D. They'll need to score points to hang, though. This one's a pick'em. Jaguars at Texans. Blake Bortles against that Houston defense. Expect touchdowns, assuming Blake misses his tackles, that is. Steelers at Brown. Since 99, Big Ben has more total wins in Cleveland than any QB that actually plays for the Browns. Says all you need to know about this fixture. And Chargers at Broncos. Anyone who doesn't owe a donkey's shirt will be praying for a QB injury just so we get Brock back. And that just does it. Just one thing I love. Why, why has it become the norm that if you want to really insult a team, you say they're going to go seven and nine? That's like the Jeff Fisher effect. It's, yeah, not, it's just, no not, goes, just not quite average. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, they're not going to go two and 14. It's going to be worse for them. It's going to be seven and nine. <laughs> so that 
rounds up NFL chat week one. We're excited. But you will not enjoy week one if you haven't got a little bit of fantasy. Big Ben, Bill Benichick, Dak Prescott, Fat Rob, Defensive Players of Idiot. So, boys, with week one football comes week one fantasy football. Adam, you started a couple of other things in addition to fantasy. The uh, Pick'em and Survivor. I, to be honest, I don't really know what that is. I had the invite. I need to sort it out. Talk to me. Right. Pick'em is is a bit complicated. Basically, you've got to pick what you think the results are going to be. Um, that's Ooh, pretty much... That's that, that blows my mind. Um, <laughs> Survivor, if you're not Shit. familiar with Survivor, you, you've got to pick a team each week that you're certain won't lose um, if that team doesn't doesn't lose you survive until next week it's the nfl's become so unpredictable though that actually doing that with one life just it's means it can be over quite quickly i've set one up with three lives um so and you can't team more than once in during the season uh, but have a look um we've tweeted them out we can tweet them out again um join those two groups and we'll see who wins we have unspecified prizes that may or may not exist <laughs> brilliant so Hop on it, get involved. Um, if that's if you haven't already, well, as well as join our fantasy league. Now we've done the draft, we're set, all the matchups are ready for week one, um, and we're going to talk a bit about the long snap pod fantasy league um, week one matchup. Doug, what you got to talk about? So, Craig, you're playing against my all over podcast mates this week. Um... I would love it. After last week, I would love it, Kevin Keegan style. If they beat you. That's what he tweeted me. And I guess what guess what happened to Kevin Keegan, mate? Guess how that story ended. Um, that would be funny. Yeah. I mean you've got you've got some players on your team, Craig, haven't you? Eddie Lacey might make it onto the starting line. If I was you, I'd be I'd, I'd keep an eye on the keep an eye on the um Oh, fuck me. Why am I so bad at names? I, I, I'm so bad at names at the moment because I'm remembering all the rugby players and the American footballers. So, like, names are just falling out of my brain. <laughs> um, who's the Seattle running back that I've got? Rules. Thomas Rules. It'll be worth keeping an eye on that Rules situation because Lacey might be an upgrade over either Cole Beasley or Robert Woods. I'm not sure they're... they're threats to get big points whereas if Lacey starts for Seattle they're definitely going to run the ball so um, that that may be a, 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 a somewhere to look um, Steelers uh, the Partridges are just shit out of luck aren't they they've got Cutler and Luck on a four man bench oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think Tyrod they, they, they drafted oh, Jay oh. Cutler with the express intention of playing in week one because Andrew Luck was out and that game's been abandoned so they've still got Tyrod Taylor they've still got Tyrod Taylor so yeah great he's, he's fit but I mean that is I mean that's just such bad luck in isn't fairness it? Was, and they've I got Willie Sneed them. who's suspended and the only other option they've got at wide receiver is a tight end so they're going to have to move <laughs> Brandon LaFell or Benjamin up into that wide receiver spot and play Hooper in a flex I was saluting them last week, but you have to. Yeah, I, I didn't. I did. I think I failed to mention that. Like Russ found American football like ten months ago. <laughs> so if you ask me to pick a rugby team, I would fucking struggle. 
Yeah. And oh, to be I, fair, that's it. Finished. Even with that, even with Parker being on a bye as well now, they're still only projected to score five points less than you. So, our projections mean fuck all. They, yeah. Yeah, but you know. I think See, everyone, I think everyone everyone now is getting to the point where they, they they're thinking it could be anyone but Craig, really. No, I'll tell you I'll tell you what those just guys, you, Dougie. <laughs> that is still just you. Those guys need like uh some Kevin Ogletree luck, don't they, in week one. Some someone like that to just come from nowhere. Um yeah, it might be you said Benjamin, someone like that just to score two or three touchdowns. I think uh Russ and Ben probably deserve it after everything else that's gone on. Adam, who you got? Um, I was looking at Mark's matchup, and to refresh my memory, I was trying to get the NFL fantasy site on to just look at the lineups while I'm talking about this, and it just plays an advert, and I just can't do that. Um, from from memory, I'm just trying to look at it in other ways, but yeah, I think I think Mark's team you play up against La Roca. Yeah. Um, I think your team probably looks a bit stronger, but the problem you've got. Um, looking down there is everyone in your certainly your starting lineup pretty much seems to be against really strong opposition. Um, and that's not right. the case with LaRocca. Um, except except for Derek Carr, I'd probably agree with you. Mark, Mark, this is not an opportunity for you to defend yourself, mate. Let the man <laughs> preview the game, bro. I'm just taking the piss out of his team, Craig. Yeah, I, I, I got that. Um, I'm going to gloss over that. Um, Derek Carr's going to have a nightmare day. There's going to be pick sixes, all sorts going on there. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, once once you get past that, I, I think that Rocker could shade this. Um, although they've got Jacques Rogers in their lineup, and if given the fact he's in Australia, isn't he? This, that's just the sort of thing that he could miss. And, uh, him leave, leave, leave him in there. <laughs> tell him that. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, it's so it's so hard to tell week one. Um, as as we say, the Ogletree effect that could happen to anybody. Um, you learn more in the first two or three weeks of the season than you do in the entire off season. Um, so who knows? How about that for sitting on the fence? Um, guess without having the lineups in front of me. Oh, brilliant, go pair. Uh, Adam, you've got Juice. Check yourself. Don't know who that is. Anyone know who Juice? Check yourself. That's, that's Rich. Rich. Um, I think this one's a bit of a pick'em. You need a tight end. Thomas is out. Um, I'm not going to say big deal. I like Juice tight end has got Brandon Marshall as one of his uh, flexi type positions. Um, I think Brandon Marshall could be big this year. I really do. Um, so that could be points. And he's got you know he's he's got Des Bryant's going to score. Darren Fadden isn't a play much, so he could lose. I'd, he might want to consider making a swap there, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, they will run, one, yeah, yeah. yeah, they'll run Zeke into the ground week one. So um, I'd, I'd look at maybe considering whether McFanner stays in the starting lineup. You, you've got Prescott. I love Prescott. It's going to be a buzzing game, that New York game, so he's going to have to throw touchdowns. Zeke's going to help him as well. Good first game for him, so I'd like to see. I think Prescott should be money. Um, I am not convinced about Benjamin. Um, he's one that just kind of yeah, yeah. never never lived up to, you know, big body guy, fast guy, but never gave you the consistent production you would hope. Love Michael Thomas. Big fan of Thomas. Um, I've also drafted him. Maybe not 
obviously not in this league, but in our league of record. So I think this one could be a close one. I don't think, um, I think I'm not sold on Johnson, Duke Johnson, but again, McFadden probably isn't going to play much. So unless he makes a change, it might be all right. Bit of a pick em, very tight this one. And if you want to take anything into projections, again, there's only a five point difference between yourself and Juice Check yourself. I'm a Week bit excited on a few of my starters in this. Um, yeah. So, yeah, expect to. I've a couple got, of you've got, I, you've there. got to play Pearson, surely. I mean, I do think he's going to get punched in the face, but if he's going to play well. Yeah, agreed. I just think he's nailed on to win that job. I don't understand what all the negativity is about it. He's still Adrian Peterson. People forget that he's had three full years of not playing football, so he's. He's got three years less than it should have on it. That said, Ingram is a decent back. Yeah, he he and would. I would worry that he's going to be pilfering all the goal line opportunities as well. That's the worry. I don't know. He's, he's Adrian Peterson, man. I can't see him. He's, he's bionic. I can't see him ever coming out of a situation not on top. The kid beat his own kid up with a with a stick, and people <laughs> still like him. <laughs> Yeah, that was beyond the raping and the drugging, wasn't it? Um, yeah. Raping, drugging, and a whipping. Mm. Go for it, Mark. Um, I think this is a tough one. That uh, I think we've all we've we've established that Doug's got pretty much the worst team in the league, haven't we? we <laughs> Obs. Pants. <laughs> um, it's so angry. <laughs> <laughs> Having said that. That's um, why we need to start periscoping the podcast. <laughs> so, yeah. so the people can people at home can see me uh, me, me doing my, my work, my actual job while I'm recording this podcast. <laughs> so I think it I, I I think this is a tough game. It's um it's Paul's dog rough, um, who I think is gonna provide pretty stern opposition. He's starting Matt Stafford at the moment, but that is um at home to Arizona, I think I'd be more inclined to play Bradford against New Orleans. I think he's even projected to score more, and I think he might be a safer bet. Um, but he's got some good weapons there: McCaffrey, Allen, um, David Johnson. Not not sold on Alan Hearns or Kevin White, but it's you know a sixteen team league, so you've got to have some dog shit in your lineup. Um, as far as Doug goes, Cam Newton. Let's see which Cam Newton comes out to play this year. He's not. He's basically he's barely practice this summer not played in pre-season um so we'll see if he comes to play Fournette I think should be decent but going up against that Texans D is is a tough start to an NFL career Macklin yeah um Devontae Adams going up against the Seattle D will Charles even play much at, at Denver um it's I think it's a it's a tough ask and um we'll see it's you know week one it's a pick <laughs> Lots of fence sitting there. A lot of fence sitting. The one thing I do like about that game, actually, is the fact that you've they, at the, currently you've both got um, you're playing the opposite teams' um, defenses in the Steelers Browns game. And Doug, I think you've probably just got slightly the better end of that deal. We'll see. So that'll about wrap us up for fantasy. Um, like I said, I think I reminded you last time. If this is your first experience of fantasy, just don't forget to watch the games. Um, Adam, talk, what what do people have to do to do that fucking survivor thing and the pick em thing? Check, check our Twitter feed. That's there you it. Go. That, that long snap pod. Speaking and hopefully of, you'll be as up for it as Craig is. 
he described it as that uh, fucking survivor thing. <laughs> I mean, that's a man who's 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 invested in it, isn't he? I'm, I'm with it. I'll do it. You know how it is. I'll do it. Obviously. Um, it's just a it's lot not of the hardest thing to do either. Uh, it's cool. it? it going to win a game. No, I'm down, I'm down with it. One it's just. Team. It's a lot of admin on the phone, isn't it? It's a lot of stuff. No, happening. no. Yeah, man. I'll tell you what, do, do your 17 weeks all at once and forget about it. I've only ever met that's... one man that's busier than you, Craig, and that is, uh, that's Nick from our League of Record. <laughs> the busiest man in NATO. I get that. That is the worst. Nah, what can I say? It is what it is. Got shit to do. But yeah, do it. We'll all do it. It'll be a laugh. We'll talk about it. Um, yeah. Fantasy done. And the tens of listeners who are out there. Are you in? I want a leak based on taking Adrian Peterson in like round six. Man like me. <laughs> Adam talked about getting on the Twitter. I'll probably talk about the Twitter. Check out the Twitter. Twitter's pretty good at a minute. At Long Snap Pod. Um, check us out on SoundCloud and iTunes. Long Snapper Podcast. And actually on SoundCloud, it's NFL Long Snapper Podcast, isn't it? Um, I have no idea. Try both. And we've got a Facebook group which we don't really use. Uh, so, but just like you're saying, I got a notification the other day. I'm not going to say that, actually. It's embarrassing. <laughs> also, oh, I know exactly what you're going to say. <laughs> also, um, boys, individual handles. Uh, Mark. This is Sparky, yes. Adam. At AD Foxcroft. Dorothy. At Chinese underscore Lensman. And I am Edmunds162. Subscribe, uh, leave a review. Like... We, we had a review from Viney. Did you see that, anybody? No. I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, he's... Uh, Did he he's, say? Uh, I, I don't care. It was five stars. It doesn't matter. And if you well, like rugby, listen, listen to my other podcast, at More Over Podcast on Twitter. That, yeah, there's boys, usually a link in there to listen to some rugby chat. It's not just Dougie, so do do it. Um, <laughs> that, that, that rolls us into AOB. Adam, do we need to get you out of the way? Yeah, go on. I'll, I'll jump in. Um, I I said a couple of days ago that this week's AOB would be brought to you by Nissan. Um, I've just had it. I don't even want to talk about that. And I've laid a late change to my AOB. <laughs> um, <shit>. An audible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, John Motson is retiring from football commentary at the end of this season, I heard today. Um, it's... It sort of makes me a bit sad. It's it's just age catching up. Like all the guys that you grow up with listening to from all sport. Um, you know, the Richie Benno, um, yeah, if rugby, yeah, Bill McLaren, people like that, the the famous old voices, they're all disappearing. And the people that are replacing them, I just I don't know. It's not quite the same. It's all a bit sad. Um John Motson, he's not the number one guy anymore. Um I'm not that into football anymore. Um, but he would be somebody you associate him with, you know, Bridgewater Town would make it to the FA Cup first round and you wouldn't need to tell Motti what their goalkeeper did for a living. Living, He'd just know. And he would turn up and, and call those games better than anybody else would. Um, Going to miss him. Not that I watch much anymore, but, you know, it's just a, just a bit sad. There you go. Fantastic, Motti. completely disagree. Motti would have only known that stat because an assistant producer found it out for him. Fucking hell, Doug. You're so, so miserable. You're so joyless, Doug. Literally, you will walk a Let's just go around the room. Who works on a daily basis with commentators? 
Yeah, we know. Right, so who knows what they're like? Look at Look at him yeah, swilling his fucking what, wine around. My, my favourite John Watson. <laughs> I wasn't. I was, po- I was pointing. Who, uh, who else uh, works with other? Uh... <laughs> my favourite Motty moment was in the. Two, it was something like the 2002 World Cup, and Lineker threw over to him in, in, in an interview before the game, out in South Korea, and he asked him a question, and it was something to do with how the how the wingers were going to line up in the game, and Motty said, "Sorry, Gary, couldn't really hear you." But I assumed you were. I assumed you asked me something about the wingers. I went straight into it, and like you could see Lineker's face. Like, how the fuck did he manage? Did he manage to do that? Because Brilliant. they rehearsed it two hours before they actually did it. Oh my god! You uh, that's how. Shut up! Shut up! The rest of them all over podcasts like this. Is it just four miserable blokes sat around talking about rugby now? Oh god! Did you see that game? Jesus! No, I'm, I'm, I'm just telling you how it is. <laughs> the guy's a fucking penis. He's oh, <laughs> a senile oh, penis. Fifty-year-old coat. <laughs> tell us how. Tell us how you really feel. I'll, I'll, I'll brighten us up. Um, I've got. Um, I, I might have mentioned. I've had a lot going on. Um, wedding. Blah blah blah. Anyway, it's been a lot. You have gotta get focused. And this is what I'm gonna tell you. Listening. Sometimes. You gotta look yourself in the mirror and say, "Keep fucking going, mate. You're sweet. You're good. Keep doing it." it takes a bit of focus. It takes dedication. It takes time. But keep reminding yourself. Sometimes you gotta have a little word. Do you know what I mean? Be your own coach. And tomorrow, let's dominate. So I wanted to say that. Tomorrow, dominate. Be happy, not like Douglas. <laughs> dominate. Wow. Be happy. Talk to yourself in cliches. Why not? <laughs> Literally, <laughs> I'm just gonna sit here and sw- or just get on my life and stop talking shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm gonna drink my Cabernet Sauvignon and be happy. One out of those two things is true. Actually, neither is probably a Merlot. It's not actually. Tell us what grape it is, Doug. Sorry. Tell us what grape I'd be it lost is. on you, plebs. <laughs> He's stunting. He ain't got a clue, mate. It's Lambrini and Ribena. It's a Malbec, if you must know. <laughs> Go on, Anappy. Um, well, it's funny because I was going to... Adam Kyler stole my thunder because I was going to moan about the deification of sports announcers. <laughs> Literally, 10 years ago on Sky, you would have had you would have had any pleb down the pub sipping on his carling, wanking on about how football wouldn't be the same if Andy Gray wasn't doing it. Where is he now? Talking to about, yeah, talking to about 10,000 people in a, on Al Jazeera. Nobody cares. Honestly, you could get a mop with a bucket for a head talking, and people would still watch the football. 90% of people watch the football in the pub. They watch the football in the pub with everyone around them talking. They don't even hear the commentary. I just don't understand. I do not understand why these people uh, are put up on a pedestal. They talk about football. They do a little bit of research. It's not a job. Do you know what I mean? In the same way that I don't have a job. I just point a camera at, football, at rugby matches. It's not It's not a proper job. Like, stop Stop aggrandizing these people. They're, they're, they're not it just doesn't warrant it. And the BBC is so self, 
so self uh, self gratifying. Like the BBC loves nothing more than to interview its own staff. It's pathetic. Well, that that is true. So, look, John Motson. Yeah, he's an old boy. He's done football for fifty years. Yes, I've got some memories of listening to John Motson commentaries, but. I don't need fucking five hours of television programming and, and 64 internet pages about how wonderful he is. Like somebody else will talk about the next football match. You're in a good mood today, Doug, aren't you? So uh, just put the razors down, guys. It's not that bad. Sometimes I just have to have a word yourself in the mirror. Right. <laughs> just, go, just go and rub yourself off about John Watson then. I, I, uh, I, could, I, mean... I couldn't. Not necessarily about John Watson. <laughs> Who gives a fuck, man? It's John Watson. The geezer don't even remember where he parked his car at the beginning of the match. Don't worry about it. Uh, But I I take your point on Watson. I wish I talked about this. (laughs) But I think I think a good commentator and a good analyst makes is the difference between a broadcast and watching it with like your your pleb mates in the pub. I think that that. Like if if it's someone that is good at their job, like Gary Neville, for example, or someone in the someone in the states, someone like what's the name of the guy who does Sunday night football? I can't for the life of me remember his name. Al Michaels. Al Michaels, someone like that. What's the guy who he does it with? Chris Collinsworth. Chris Collinsworth. Collinsworth is a genius, and watching a game of football without him being the analyst would not be as fun. So I disagree with you. I think a good commentator and analyst is is a massively important thing. And you could have Phil Sims. Since, well, not now. Exactly. Tony Ramos replacing the back. Back to that. Just a quick one. If I'm watching a cricket, is match it going to be quick Nick, though? Yeah, is it, it is. really going to be quick? <laughs> I'd have done it by now. Uh, if I'm watching a cricket match and Nick Knight is in the commentary box, it makes it four thousand three hundred twelve percent less watchable, and it mars the whole thing. Yeah. So before we break out into a uh, war around whether commentators uh, matter or not, Mark. Want to round us off, mate? Sky TV. Brilliant. I... going to be happy too. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so my, my Sky HD box died yesterday. Brilliant timing in, in preparation for the uh, football season about to start. Um, oh, heartbreak. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Gutted. <laughs> Gutted. But when I, all, all I ask for one thing from, from Sky when I ring them up, if, if something's broken on it from a technical point of view and I ring the phone number, having managed to find the phone number, by the way, which isn't easy because most of the shit that they tell you to do on the internet involves going onto your skybox. But when it has the fault that I had, I couldn't get onto it. Um, so when I finally managed to find a phone number, I ask for one thing from these people when I speak to them. And that is that they have more technical knowledge about their product than I do. Um, this, this person, it was, he, we, after about a five, 10 minute conversation about particular fixes, he used the line, do you think we should try that? <laughs> to me, do you think we should try that? Um, Sky, it was. It took me about an hour to get you guys on the phone. Um, once I've got there, at least have someone on the phone who knows what the fuck they are talking about. Thank you. You're taking Real. advice from people that have made bad life choices, Mark. That's why they're working <laughs> in call centres. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, you're quite. I don't don't disagree with you, but fuck me. If they're answering questions well, about Sky, do they get trained at all in Sky products? No idea. If if Dougie doesn't have a job as a cameraman and Motti doesn't have a job as a commentator, does that person have a job? Brilliant. I don't, I don't know where we've gone. 
Um, we, uh, I'm quite sure. I'm still processing that statement. Yeah, I, I'll <laughs> never get that. It's like, yeah, it's like a riddle, isn't it? it? This AOB's gone weird. If John Watson falls over in a forest, does anyone hear it? <laughs> Think about it and then let us Not know. Not anymore. Week, Adam. Uh, <laughs> we're done. Next time. When we talk next, we will have football to talk about. Yes, yes. And we'll probably spend half hour talking about the Bucks and Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if I've figured out a way to actually watch it.